Welcome to the Chokesland Resident Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City. And today we're going to be going reviewing the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view that happened Saturday. Um, and first of all, we're going to go through the uh, actual uh, pre-show match, which was Britt Baker versus B. Prisley. This match uh, was put together because of what happened back in Fight for the Fallen One. Uh, B. Prisley drop kicked Britt Baker in the back of the head in a tag team match. They considered Hiroki Shida with B. Prisley and Riho with Britt Baker. And so this match started off real quick with a Britt, Britt Baker being um, letting her emotions get the best of her. And she started attacking B. Prisley. She tried to put the lock door early in the match. Um, Britt um, was she was determined to put that lockjaw on uh, B. Prisley, but B. Prisley found ways to escape. Uh, she went and started attacking Britt Baker's head. Uh, she slammed against the ring post at one point. She even took a body, started twisting it on the ring post outside. Uh, she worked on the lower back of Britt Baker during this match. Uh, Britt Baker was trying to make comebacks, but her back was hurting, and at one point she tried to body slam B. Prisley. She couldn't, uh, but Britt came back and started um, doing her offense, uh, at one point she did a swinging neck breaker, um, even went to the top rope and did a, a, a suplex on B. Prisley on the top rope. Um, she German suplex on her and she put, she tried to put the lock jaw again on, on B. Prisley, but B. Prisley, uh, reverse it on a, like on a backslide. Uh, she only has a two count, but at the end. Britt determined to put the lockjaw on B. Prisley, ended up uh, putting the um, lockjaw on uh, B and made her tap. And uh, next thing you know, Britt wins the match. And so she got her revenge the way she wanted to. Then after that match, Awesome Khan came with Brandy Rhodes. They, um, that kind of like, I was like, what's going on here? Because B. Prisley was still in the ring. So, once they came halfway down the ramp, I said, um, also Khan is attacking B. Prisley. Now we got to ask why. And next thing you know, sure enough, she gave a backhand punch, knocking B. Prisley on the floor. Then um, Brandy Rose gave a knife to Awesome Khan, and Awesome Khan chopped off a little bit of B. Prisley hair and put it on, on the side of her belt. So it looks now that B. Prisley will be feuding with Awesome Khan. So this match is going to be pretty good. The start of the show was uh, the Young Buck versus uh, the Proud and Powerful, a.k.a. LAX. Um, this match started off very strong with the, both teams going at it. Um, the one thing that I have a problem with was in between doing the match, um, I believe Santana had, I think, Matt Jackson in an arm bar, and he went for the tag. So instead of stretching out his arm because he couldn't reach, he stretched out his leg so Ortiz could tag him. Ortiz... Tagged the foot, but the referee did not allow the tag. Uh, and I, I asked myself, why? Why is it that, um, you know, you're not allowing the tag? So to me, it was like a botch on that situation. I didn't get it, but people probably would disagree with me. But this match was back and forth most of the match. Um, the Brian Powerful took control most of the match. And um, so it was something that, you know, what we expected. I said this match was going to happen in back in August when, before LAX uh, assigned with AEW, and it was going to be a great match, and they did not disappoint us. You know, Santana at one point threw 
Nick Jackson or Matt Jackson, one of those young bucks, into the front um, a row and where um, Ricky Morton and Robert Gisson were sitting at. So you knew the Rock and Roll Spur was going to get in some way, some of the other. Um, but the uh, these guys went back back and forth. At one point, uh, Nick Jackson went to kick one of the proud and powerful members, and he kicked the damn ring post, hurting his shin. So he played off that during the whole match. So it kind of like slowed him down and doing high-risk moves. Um, when Toward the end, when they tried to do the Meltzer driver, uh, Nick Jackson went to do the jump from the top rope. He slipped, and right there, the proud and powerful took advantage of it, and they went and hit the street sweeper on Matt Jackson, and they won the match. Um, afterward, the, uh, Sammy Guevara comes out, and with phone videotaping what's going on they decided to do a three on two on the young bucks the rock and roll express jumped in and then at one point they had santana um he had santana in the middle of his uh middle of his um legs and ricky morton hit a canadian destroyer at age 63 from the outside of the ring flipped in by the rock and roll um not the rock and the young bucks and he hit a Canadian destroyer on Santana. It was sick. Then he decided to do a suicide dive, taking out Guerrero and Ortiz, which was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. I mean, I'd say it before, 63 years old, Ricky Morton still doing this. I was protesting about him back in April when they were part of the Crockett Cup and Ring of Honor, and they were faced off with the Briscoes. I wasn't happy about it, but these guys keep showing me that, you know, 63, you're still doing this. That is great. So, you know. We'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Then the next match was Hangman Page versus Pac. This match had title implications. These guys already had fought two times prior to that. Uh, back in January, remember, um, Pac lost to Hangman Page by disqualification in London. Then when they fought back in All Out, um, Hangman Page was submitted. And now this was the, the, the rubber match. Uh, Hangman Page came out quickly. He started attacking Pac real quick, attacking him, throwing him around the barricades. Uh, uh, one point, Hangman tried to do that backward flip on Pac, but Pac lifted his knees up. Not much of an advantage for Pac during that time because Hangman recuperated. He threw a, a Pac outside. He did a suicide dive on Pac. He pump handled lift Pac. So he was pretty much throwing him around, but Pac, being Pac, Comes back and hits the boots to the face to uh, Hangman Page. He started taking control of most of the match. Um, and he started put a chin lock on Hangman Page. Um, he started doing running kick in the back of the head of, of Hangman Page. And um, But Hangman Page is not, it's one type of guy. He could take punishment. At. And Jim Brawl said it best. It, it's scary when you see Hangman Page doing moonsaults from outside of the ring because that's exactly what he did on Pop. Moonsaults. This guy is huge rugged and he's going moonsault outside he uh, on park and it was he i think uh he even smashed uh 
on the edge. Uh, he he smashed Pac on the edge of the ring. It's this. It was just some crazy stuff. Um, these guys. Um, at one point, um, he got caught. Pac got caught on the top of the rope, and Page went and did a a, a fall away slam from the top rope. I mean, Page is a strong guy. Let me tell you that. Page is a strong guy. This guy was doing stuff on on Pac, even though Pac is a small guy, but he was throwing him around. But then when he tried to put the the dead eye. And, uh, the dead eye he got caught on with uh, the brutalizer from Pac and he almost passed out and it looked like he was gonna pass out he dropped and then Pac went to go do the black arrow and he missed and that's when um Pac-Man Pace took advantage and hit him with the dead eye and he ended up winning the match so now we ask is he gonna get a next beat in line next for the title shot against Jericho we will we will see, see what happens because right now uh, it's anybody's take. Because right now uh, Jericho could choose anybody, you know, and who knows what will happen. Then we had the Sean Spears versus Jordan Janela. A lot of people were saying why this match was on the uh, on the pay per view, but this was a match to slow down the pace a little bit, get everybody back down, you know, not to lose the crowd and people be tired of all the adrenaline and the. the the craziness has happened in the last three matches. Um, so this was not pretty, was not bad, but uh, people were wondering why. And you guys forget that there was a segment in BTE where Joy Janela disrespected Tully Blanchard, and this is why this match was set up. So now Sean Spears, uh, you know, once he came in the ring, he, Joy Janela came in and he came a swinging. And he, uh, he, you know, he, Spears tried to trick him with little stuff or whatever, but Joy Janela... Uh, wasn't having it. Of course, Tully Blanchard uh, did his thing, trying to distract the referee, and that's where George Janela got caught. But he tried to do a dive, and he got caught with a power slam uh, from Spears on, on the outside, and um, that's when Spears started taking control. Uh, they pretty much go went back and forth, exchanging chops, um, and then again, George Janela taking crazy bumps, and he got. He got slammed on the edge of the ring again by another wrestler. This is Sean Spear calling him. He slammed him on the edge of the, of the ring, punishing his back. And um, it, 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 was, it was crazy because then we brought him back in the ring. He goes and ties Joey Janela's hair with a tag rope. And now Joey Janela is stuck in the corner with a tag rope wrapped around his head. And then he pretty much started kicking uh, Spear away from him. And then when he tried to get out of the... Uh, from the corner, he forgets that his hair is tied to the tag rope, and he pulled his hair. That you saw chunks of hair in the rope. It was just ridiculous. Uh, then um, afterwards, uh, because of that, um, Mr. Spears took control. He put the Scorpion Deathlock on Joey, um, but uh, Joey Janela found a way to get out of it. Then uh, he took control again with Nick strikes, uh, flipping Senton on Spears on the outside. Uh, then Speed um, was, he, he didn't know what to do because Janela was all over the place. He did a suicide dive on Speed. But then uh, Mr. Speed decided to go and take the uh, turnbuckle off the off the corner and kind of distracting the referees. And when the referee tried to do, to um, put the turnbuckle back, uh, they, him and Tully Blanchard double team George Janela and they spike power drive George Janela outside. And then that's when um, 
Spears went and hit him with a C4 maneuver for the win, and he gets the he wins the match. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. Then they had the Golden Boy interview Kip Sabian, super bad Kip Sabian, and he pretty much now is being managed, I guess, from Finality Ford. So they show that. I don't know why they did that. The private party in Lucha Bros and again the SCU match was next. Um, this was crazy. Uh, the uh, Mark Quinn and Kazari started off chain wrestling. Uh, then the Lucha Bros came in there and they took control of Kazarian. The pirate private party took in, came in and they took control of the Lucha Bros. Um, they kind of stomped on Pentagon and then, um, like Mark Quinn, this guy is, uh, I'm telling you, he's this guy is like when he flies up in the air, it's like poetry in motion. So, uh, this was a back and forth stuff with these guys when these guys get together. Um, it's anything goes. Uh, of course, uh, the private party was not in their best today because of, uh, because they uh, got bad news because of Matt Travis, death of, uh, who wrestles in House of Glory. They all grew up in the same school, House of Glory. So they looked like they were not on point tonight. So that made a whole lot of difference. Uh, they probably, they, their emotions were somewhere else. But at the end of this three-way tag team for the AEW tag team title, the uh, SCU won it by hitting the SCU on, I believe, on, on Cassidy. Um, so, And then afterwards, the Lucha Bros decided that they wanted to attack the SCU. And all of a sudden, the lights goes out and the lights come back up. And there's another Pentagon. And we all knew who he was. And it turned out it was Christopher Daniels. And... Uh, it looks like they got SCU back together, all three of them again. Uh, this match was pretty good because now it looks like they had the runner-ups. That uh, they, uh, I noticed that the Pentagon came in with, with his brother Phoenix with some medal around the neck. That's like the silver medal for the uh, the tournament. Then the, uh, I believe the private party had their bronze. So it's, that's cool. i never seen that before in wrestling, but it, it, it was pretty good. I like that. I, 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 I will appreciate that. Then the next match was the Riho versus Emi Sakara. Uh, again, the referee bossed. Um, he did another boss. The same referee that bossed the Pac versus Trent Beretta on Wednesday. This guy's an idiot. I'm going to keep saying it. He should not even be uh, refereeing no match. Get rid of him. This guy botched. He's always botching. He's not doing certain things that he's supposed to do. Um... But uh, Riho and Emi Sakura, this match was a teacher versus student. There was a lot of emotion in this match. Uh, this is going back and forth between uh, these two. But Sakura pretty much, she, she dominated most of the match. But um, during the match, I saw that, um, I don't know how many stomps did Sakura caught from Riho. It must have been like four or five. And um, it, it was just like, I was like, how much more stomps? Stomp Sakura was gonna take, uh, but it was uh, it was like putting a stomp, and then uh, dra- uh, Sakura tried to do a dragon suplex for the two count, but that didn't help. Sakura was frustrated, knee strikes on the side of the head, and the referee botched this um, this part. I don't know how to help, but Riho rolls up Sakura for the win. I'm not really invested in the woman when it comes to these two. Riho, um, I'm still getting used to her being a uh, the AEW World Champion, she's too small. I, I don't understand it. 
And this is Kenny Omega's idea of these uh, Yoshi wrestlers. I, I don't get it. And why is he involved dealing with women's wrestling and this Japanese thing? You guys got to, when it comes to the a, uh, AEW women's division, they have to do something. This vision, it doesn't have no spark. And that's the only thing I can say about that. They got no spark. We'll be right back. The next match was Jericho versus Cody. This was the match I was waiting for. And then Cody came out first. Beautiful, beautiful um, entrance. And I think it was one of the best entrances I've seen all year. It was beautiful. Uh, he came out with MJF. Everybody were pissed off because of MJF, the way MJF uh, turned heel. Guys, we've been seeing what was going on with MJF. And you guys still didn't get it. It, it was, this was the night it was going to happen. But uh, in the beginning of the match, Jericho came out, of course, um, and started playing mind games right away against Cody. Uh, they kind of knuckle up, do the lock. They're doing a lot of chain wrestling. Um, Jericho came mocking Cody, went outside. Uh, but then um, Cody retaliated, and Jericho was trying to retrieve. He did a suicide dive on, uh, on, on Jericho, and then... When he came back, uh, Jericho came back into to the ring. Uh, Cody was taking control with, with the high wrist locks and all that in both arms. Um, he even power slammed Jericho. Um, but then when Jericho went outside by the ramp, Cody went and took a dive from the top over the ropes. And he landed face first into the ramp. He landed messed up. He landed his, uh, on his chest, landed on his face. He had a back cut. It was horrible. He went head first, and he cut himself. Uh, of course, Jericho took advantage of that, started pounding on the cut, um, and he took most control of the match. I mean, you saw Cody making comebacks, but that wasn't enough. Uh, at one point, uh, Jericho got caught. Uh, actually, not Jericho. Cody got caught. He tried. I think he was trying to uh, jump from the top rope. He got caught by Jericho and put him in a, a lion tamer. Uh, and um, he got hit with a Cody with a uh, the cold breaker at one point, and Cody was not giving up. And this was a great story because he did not uh, did not want to give up. He's waiting for a moonsault on Jericho. He missed, and Jericho kept jumping on him. Uh, I mean, it was most of the match. Jericho worked on the head and on the ribs area because that's where the two main areas that he hurt himself at, and, and Cody wasn't playing the part that he was hurt. He was really hurt. This guy got a, a sternum, got separated from the ribs. That's his injury right now. So it's, it's bad. So he's out for a while. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but this match was crazy. Hager got involved in this match. He attacked Cody a couple of times uh, to the referee, decided to, uh, to throw, throw, throw him out of the ring. MJF started laughing, and he got beat up outside. So we knew once Hager left, and MJF was outside, something was going to happen. So, doing that, um, um, that, I think I believe he was on the Lion Tamer, and MJF threw in the towel. So the referee stopped the match, and then, so Jericho retains the belt. Now Cody can't wrestle for the world title ever again, or challenge for it. So now everybody was wondering, well, MJF messed up by throwing the towel. But we knew the heel was coming. The heel turn was coming. And it happened. The heel turn came. And he went and he kicked 
Cody in the growing area. And then he kept telling him, it's my turn. It's my time. It's my turn. And as he went up the ramp, people were booing him. Some fan decided to throw his whole drink on MJA, landing all over his suit and everything, which I find it kind of stupid. You're taking it too personal when it comes to stuff like that. You come to a, an event, you don't make it personal. This is part of entertainment. You do not throw anything at any wrestler. That's number one. Second, so, uh, but that sets up what was going to happen at um, this Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Uh, MJF, and when you guys hear MJF in the mic, he is awesome. When I tell you he's awesome, he's awesome. Anyway, so, the next match, we'll talk about it in a few minutes. And we'll be right back. So, the next match was Omega versus Moxley Lights Out. This match was... What I could see, the sickest match I've seen in a long time. This match started off with Kenny um, just wailing on Moxley, throwing him all over the ring post, uh, throwing him outside the ring, throwing him over the barricade. Uh, he went after him. He put a damn uh, uh, trash can on top of Moxley's chest. He jumped off on the balcony on the trash can, um, hurting Moxley. Um, um, so it was just... He, you know, he was just, uh, Moxley was pushing Omega to the to the point where Kenny was showing to everybody, look, I could go hardcore also. So, this went back and forth. I mean, this was like, barbed wire bats was used. The barbed wire bat was used on Omega. He, Moxley hit him like at least, at least two or three times. And you see the cut on Omega's back. It was just horrible. Uh, in return, um... I think at one point, Omega grabbed Moxley on his waist, and Moxley was trying to escape. He still had the bat in his hand, and he scrapes the bat on arm off Omega. I mean, I'm just thinking about it, and I was like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Um, then after a while, Omega decided that he would pull out his weapon, which was the broomstick full of wire, and then he, he hits the back of Moxley, cutting his back, face first on the wire, and then he... He backflipped and on a trash can on on Moxley. He took the the broomstick and started sweeping on the back. He started cutting Moxley's back of his neck, the back of all all over his back. It was just crazy. Um, then all of a sudden Moxley pulls out a uh, like a like a crate with gold chains on it. He pulls the gold chain uh, around Omega's mouth. He uses the gold chain to do a swinging neck breaker on Omega. Um, but Omega got, um, I think we, uh, Omega took the uh, the trash can, uh, the trash can, the lit, and used it to escape the Moxley's using the chain around his neck to get out of it. Uh, and then Moxley in return came and backdrop Omega on the chains. Um, Omega in return came and hit him Snapdragon Suplex twice on the chains. Um, so it was just, it was just a crazy match. Um, Omega pulled out a black bag and in the black bag was broken glass. He took one of the pieces of golden glass and went, caught Moxley's hand and cut the web of his finger with it. It was, oh, it was sick. It was just a sick thing. And then he goes and he, pro, um, he grabs the bag, starts stomping on the bag and then he puts, um, I believe he put like a, um, I know he power bomb, um, 
he powerbombed um, Moxley on the uh, broken glass. And then, uh, oof, it was so much stuff in here. I can't, I'm reading. I know there was a one point you saw uh, Moxley dragging himself, um, trying to reach the ropes. There was no breakup. I think he put him in like, you know, I think it was like a sharpshooter. He walked over the uh, the glass on his on his um, elbows and everything. It was it was just a sick match to put it that way. There was they they pulled out a spider web mattress of a bar wire. It was ridiculous. And then Omega got suplexed on that from the outside. And it, let me put it. It was just a sick sick match. For um, one point, Moxley pulled out all the cut all the. The, 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 it was like some strings. They hold the, the rings together, the matches of the ring, whatever. It cut all that, pulled the matches to expose the board. And then he, um, he dirty deed, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, whatever, Death Rider, um, Omega, not once, but twice. And he ends up pinning, uh, Omega, uh, because Omega tried to do a Phoenix Flash from the top rope. He missed, hit the boards. And that was a wrap. And now Moxley wins that match. Again, Moxley's another guy. He's been undefeated. Nobody has beat him. So now, now that uh, I went through, it was very difficult to go through this uh, full gear because there was so much stuff that happened. And so, guys, you could excuse me for just, like, too many notes I took. So basically what I'm going to say right now before I go is now we see the, uh, the world title pitcher up for grabs now you got moxley just beat omega even though there was a lights out non-sanction match what it count will he get a title shot you got page who beat Pac tonight will he get a title shot you know um so you know you got guys that um are now on in online to get a title shot um jericho so AEW this wednesday coming up is going to be very very interesting um we'll see what happens um so everything is set up. You got as far as the women's division, like I said earlier, that has to be better. We already got one few that might have been in my start. It was uh, also kind of B. Prisley. That may happen soon. But B. Prisley, I know she's still working in Japan. She's still got, I think, a couple of months before she comes back. So she's going back and forth. Um, so the women's division, they need to bring people in. That women's division right now is not the greatest. And then with Rio being champion, and this is one of Kenny Omega's favorites. I don't agree with Kenny Omega's doing favorite stuff and putting Japanese, whatever. I'm not too happy with that. I mean, you got Ali still there. You got Penelope Ford. You got uh, other female wrestlers in there. They could give Nyla Rosa. I haven't watched Nyla Rosa and God knows since she lost to Rio for the AEW title. So it's been a lot of stuff. That's my only beef about AEW, the women's division, the tag team division, now it's anybody's take. I still think that now SCU is vulnerable because now uh, the Young Bucks lost to um, Proud and Powerful, LAX. I like calling them LAX. They lost to LAX. And now I believe probably LAX may be the number one contenders for those AEW titles, being the Young Bucks. So that could be anything. And they're still saying the Lucha Bros are still the number one contender. We can see Lucha Bros versus. Um, LAX and those matches are the best matches and you guys are gonna love it so once again guys thank you for listening it's been it was an exhausting podcast it's too much stuff too much uh, going on uh, try to make it as short as possible um, so 
um once again i thank you for listening um guys and i hope you enjoyed it um i want to give thanks to first of all to slow pitch wrestling podcast who gave me the opportunity to do a broadcast or actually uh, commentating with them at the ecpw show that happened in highland mills this past weekend i was able to work with uh, uh my boy murph and tony um and that was a good event on um, gave me an opportunity to do commentary for the first time in my life but i want to thank them for um putting me out there i hope one day we could work together again uh i'm glad that i was able to um give my feedback and the opportunity on th- that show um big ups to all the wrestlers that wrestled there um uh mikey fresh who's the intercontinental uh ecpw um Hudson Valley champion, uh, the ECPW tag team champion, Lo Intocables, uh, uh, Yankee and uh, Felix, uh, Crazy Crazy Rican, um, and m- many others. The, the Fun House, who I had the pleasure to meet, uh, Mike Love Jones, love his whole promo. He's great. So I'm giving you a shout out out here. Also, the, um, again, um, my condolences to House of Glory um, for the loss of Matt Travis. Again, he passed away this past Saturday morning, uh, but they're getting hit and run by a, tr- a dump truck in New York City. Um, he was driving his bike, and he got hit by the truck. Uh, there has been no arrest, unfortunately, and hopefully justice could be served. But we lost a great wrestler, a future star, and hopefully one day, um, you know, we can remember him. Um, actually, not one day, but it's gonna happen Saturday, where they're gonna do the probably uh, the whole event under his uh, honor. Uh, again, I was I was able and honored to see him wrestling WrestleMania weekend this past April. Saw him a couple of more times than two other events, and I felt that he had a future. And um, unfortunately, he passed away. And my condolences to him, to his family, to HOG family, and hopefully, you know. We get past this and may he be with the lord so um again thank you for guys for listening um all you guys who listen to my the chokesland wrestling report um and apple iheart google's spotify uh let me see if i'm missing um oh, i don't remember other stitcher uh so you guys could listen to anywhere you want to listen to uh or mostly major podcasts you can listen to it and um I also have a YouTube video who's going to be under construction and are going to be under a different name. Most likely going to be called the Chokesland Wrestling Report also. But right now, is I have it on the Ultimate One Wrestling News. You guys can check out the YouTube channel. I have not downloaded anything the last couple of weeks. I have not had no content to talk about video-wise, but hopefully you guys can check out other contents I had there. Subscribe to the channel if you can. Check out my um, my links on top of that page on my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But again, the Chokesland Wrestling Report, the audio podcast, you guys can check it out. You can subscribe to it. Whatever you like, leave me your comments, anything. I'm in Anchor, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google, Apple. So check it out, guys. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you guys on Thursday for AEW Dynamite Review. Good night.